0: let me just make sure that it's actually going out and we should be live in about 20 seconds let's see oh wait this is not supposed to be happening hold on Uh, let me change this to this yeah we're good we're gold um let me just refresh this make sure it's actually getting started And okay, yeah, it seems like we are good. Okay, mm-hmm. hi everybody. I'm Sean. This is Guidance. Awesome. We are to be Hold on. gonna get into a very interesting discussion today. So one of the fundamental things that normally doesn't happen in our twenty-first century is the fact that we actually have productive conversations. Um, hopefully today gets to change that somewhat. So we're gonna get into it right now. I'm Sean. I am the atheist in in this in this particular dance this particular tango and guidance uh you're gonna be taking on the christian role correct yes okay so one of the things i think we can just like dive into it without too much preamble um um the way this conversation entirely started was that i made a post about having a discussion with an, a believer that sort of put me off all believers entirely um not the first time that had happened but um, you you disagreed with this for various reasons, which I hope to get into. But first, I think we can hope I can hopefully begin by telling me what do you think are logical, or rather, what are your reasons for belief are?
1: What are my reasons for believing?
0: Yeah, like, how do you, like, when you think about belief, right, um, apart from, like, how do you think about it? How do you conceive of it in your mind when you think about why you, you think that it's more logical to believe in God rather than the other opposite?
1: That's a very uh, dangerous question.
0: Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Because naturally you want me
1: to give you rather a logical or a uh, deductive um, scientific or uh, kind of um, you know, statement that, that surmises to why somebody would have a relationship with someone. It's like saying, why are you in love with your girlfriend? it's a very silly question to answer the reason why i say that is because you can say i love her because she does this for me or i love her because they do that for me but these are simply benefits that you receive from a relationship and not necessarily why you love them you get what i'm
0: saying and i no, i'm not sure i agree with you because i agree with you in the sense that that's the relationship would be the reason why you would continue within the faith right that's that's an entirely different thing i think I think for the purposes of this discussion, right, I think the, not in, but in general, I think there's a, there's a distinction between whether or not you have, one can have a relationship with God and whether or not God ultimately exists. Because I do think that it's possible, we can, see, we, can, we can conclude, right, that if God exists, right, it should be possible for God to exist without me having to have a relationship with Him. That the existence of God should precede any sort of relationship that I might want to form with God, right? But then,
1: but then had I experienced Him? I would not then question whether he exists. Correct?
0: N- I, I'm not sure I agree again
1: because okay. having... Let me, let me ask you a question. Hmm. Let me ask you a question. Does your mother exist?
0: Yes, my mother exists, but then... You know she exists. Hmm? How do you know that she exists? Well, she exists in the world. Like, he exists independently of me. I know, it, like... I no. Not... no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm going to ask you a different question.
1: I have a cousin. Carabo. Mm. If I'm going to ask you now, does he exist? Would you be able to answer that question if you've never met him or experienced him? Can you conclusively say that person exists without well, you ever having experienced them? And, I, and remember, experience, like I said, is not necessarily that we are friends and we text and call each other, experience may be just a handshake or you actually just seeing them, that's an experience. So, the question is does carabo
0: exist that's i don't think this is the that's the the it logic is. listen hold on I, I I get what you're trying to say with this right but the problem that I have with um this particular line of reasoning is that it 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 puts subjectivity before the objectivity of everything that we do right so, for example, let's take with carabo i can i can never let's say I never meet carabo ever in my life. I never meet him I never see a picture of him I never interact with him physically right. But there are certainly, simply because simply because I don't have immediate information about Karabo, right, you would agree that objectively, right, there are other ways that one could gather information of, about the fact that Karabo exists, right? So, for example, let's say I were to observe um, visually, like, not even visually, right? Let's say you, somebody else, you were to observe every single human being that exists, right? And you were to save a... All of them, like catalog them one by one by one. Um, You could even go a step further and say that you map entirely their genetic sequences, right? It would be entirely possible thereafter, right? You're complicating
1: complicating this. I I don't want us to go yet in there because we'll get there. We'll talk about cosmology and all that stuff. We'll break it down. I mean, we have so much time. My question is, ultimately, when we understand or when we can uh, say for a matter of fact that something exists is because we interacted with it. No, correct? I disagree. You can put it this way, right? Note, on that same note, mm. can you authoritatively say your mother exists, even though you have never done any gene sequencing and whatnot on her, to, to prove, um, and this is physiologically, um, in any way that she
0: actually exists? Can you conclusively say she exists? I can conclusively say it insofar as much as well. Okay, here, here I think this is one of those situations, right, where it can easily devolve into a downward spiral. Because I can only conclusively say as far as much as my I understand the world consciously, right, within my conscious world, she definitely exists, right? right. But okay. However, right. however. Great. No, no. Okay. No. Yeah. That's a yes. I'll take that as yes, a yes. I'll take that as a yes. You can take that right. as a yes, right? However, however, Let's right. Put that on
1: hold. Let's put that on hold. When we, when we, I'm not, I'm not arguing in the sense that you are, you are not right, wrong. I get exactly what you're saying. I have a second question for you then. Um, now, one, what I understand to be atheism, okay? Atheism is at its core a theism anyway. Do you get what I'm saying?
0: Mm, you'll, have, you'll really have to unpack that. All
1: right. So there are many different kinds of, uh, if I can say, positions in in atheism. Um, different theisms, monotheism, polytheism, and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, so I... different form of theism, yeah. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> in in actual fact, you are not an agnostic, as in you choose not to be involved in the sphere of the uh, of God and whatever. You 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 didn't step back. You are saying he doesn't exist. So my question now becomes: Don't you think then it also the burden of proof? Also falls on you Mm-mm. since it is atheism. Wait, since it is atheism, do not do you not think that the burden of proof also falls on you to prove his non-existence?
0: I don't think so because this cuts fundamentally to the core of why this is a definition issue, right? So if we think about just the word atheism, right? Atheism doesn't necessarily mean that I'm not saying conclusively that I don't think there's any god, right? This is not a the entire point of atheism, um, in my view, is to say that. I have seen nothing from the universe and I've seen nothing information-wise, right? That would lead me to conclude that God exists. For example, you are—you would be atheist for, let's say, for, for, for Hindu gods, right? For Vishnu. You would be entirely atheist about Vishnu. You don't think Vishnu exists. Would I be correct in saying that, right? Well,
1: yes. Now, you
0: but you like don't... God no, but, Hindu... but, but, but the thing is for... The, the, the logic is that you don't believe Vishnu exists. You don't believe Zeus exists. You don't believe... Krishna exists, etc. Every other God that has been that has come out of the formulation of human of the human mind, you believe in none of them except the one that you do believe in. And I'm saying that and the reason you don't believe in any of the other ones, right, is because you have seen you have seen and experienced nothing which would lead you to conclude without a shadow of a doubt that those gods do exist. Now, the only difference between you and me is that I make that move one and with one other step and say that even this particular God that I used to believe in at a point. I no longer do for the similar reasons as everything else so you do see that it's, it's a bit you, you can't necessarily say that the burden of proof is on me because i'm not saying i'm i'm saying that all the proof that has been submitted to me by people that say that god exists is not convincing this is not the same as me necessarily saying that conclusively there is no god i'm saying that all evidence up until now doesn't necessarily square with that particular conclusion so in that sense, I don't think it's ne- it's not necessary not I don't think so it's just not necessary for me to provide proof at all. That would be like me saying you should prove that the tooth Fairy does doesn't exist right Do you get what I'm saying
1: mm-hmm. Okay all right all right I'm happy okay let's proceed now let's let's talk. You are a logical person who um, came I believe that that decision for you was entirely based on how you perceive deductively as in out of When you weighed the pros and the cons of actually having faith in a deity, uh, presumably God in this case, you deducted or came to the conclusion that there actually is no such thing as God. Correct?
0: Well, in many cases, as a working definition, I can I can live would, with this. Yeah, it would be helpful to say yes or no in this
1: case. The reason why I say that because if I can complicate it further, because my second question mm-hmm. will actually get me to understand at least where you are. All right, go for it. I'm ready. Okay. So, the first statement then is you have deduced that there is no such thing as a god.
0: I, it's, not, it's not a result of deduction. I've seen all evidence that's been presented before me and I found all of it unconvincing. Okay.
1: Now, does this apply to all um, things as in all, like somebody asked me about, uh, I don't even want to say, I don't know if it was tooth fairy or oh, somebody beautiful. asked me. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: Um, I would say that it
1: does. A unique- Do you believe in, now, because we're going to be talking now about about Albert Einstein now and his actual theory and how he begins to talk about the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension and stuff. We're going to break into that because some of these things actually break into the core of what you've always believed and have been taught. So the question becomes, do you believe then that this is about what life is? Is life simply uh, who we are and how we interact? And that's essentially the full climax of, 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 um, life from the beginning of time, or do you believe that there's more to people than, than what we have? It's just not God, but there's more to, to life than us.
0: Well, certainly the way, okay. So here, here I think we're going to, I have to pause for a second, right? Because in, in a sense, I fully agree with you that, um, there is, at, at its bottom, right? You can s- simply by being alive, right? You know for a fact that life is not simply material. For example, you would know somebody could look at your brain and tell you everything about your brain state. However, your subjective experience could be entirely different. Um, you could never dissolve that into just space facts, right? We would agree on that. So I would say that certainly that there is a difference between what we subjectively experience and what we see with outside in the outside world, right? And in that sense, then you could say there's definitely more to life than... What you would readily know, and there's always more to life um, that becomes discovered over time based on how you change how even how your perceptions of the universe change right but i would the problem the problem that I have with the phrasing of the question is that it implies that this is a necessary by, by necessity a binary thing that there's either meaning to life or there isn't right and nothing of the experience of life in and of itself or nothing about the topics we're going to explore today I think. Tell us directly what life should mean. Well, or rather, in my view, on the view of theism, definitely not, there is something else.
1: We're not on the meaning of life. Uh, remember, like I said, right now um, we're on the shallow end. We're, we're starting with with basic de- deduction before we get into uh, cosmology and whatnot, which we will get into. But, no, no, no. But I I hear you. But I think
0: what okay, you're asking now does doesn't
1: because I, I need to understand what what we're working with. Are we working with um, you saying there is life out there um, and forms of life that are perceivably better than or stronger or greater than we are, but they are not necessarily authorities that determine our destiny? Oh, I think
0: that, Oh, that's the question you're asking. If there's, oh, I thought you meant in the sense of, is there more something out there, like in an immaterial sense? Oh, there's definitely...
1: Yes, in an immaterial sense, indeed. Again, in like...
0: We the, the only question, the only answer to this question, right, is that we just don't know. None, we don't just don't have enough information about this, like to know conclusively whether or not, because it's either there are other life forms in the universe, right, or there aren't, and it's pretty much like a one-two question, and we just don't have any information to answer this question at this point. I don't think so.
1: I see what you mean. Okay, <clears throat> all right. Now let's proceed. Then I, I, think I have a little bit of a basis to understand what we are working with and and what we are going up with. Mm-hmm. Look, any Google search to some degree will give you a response concerning the existence of God based on an argument. Remember, this is not an argument we started today. This is an argument that's been running for many years and people have been um, talking about it for years. Uh, I see somebody on YouTube actually is is talking about the, the necessity of burden of proof to lie not just on you, but on me to prove that God exists as well.
0: Well, I would say entirely on you in this particular sphere because I'm not making any positive claims case, I I believe that burden of proof lies both ways.
1: Um, As a matter of fact, this is what I believe. Because like I said, you wouldn't be an agnostic, you would be an atheist. So that position has to be defended as well. It's not an issue. Um, That's why I said any Google search will give you a lot of responses about this argument that's ongoing for years. One of the key things that that um, happened is number one for me in my life, I came to a point where I had to um, question myself as to whether God actually exists or not. Okay, this is mm-hmm. first. And and um, well, most of the times, you realize that people start questioning the the existence of God mostly because they go through hardships in life that actually make them realize that, but if God is all benevolent and loving and whoever people say he is, then how does God allow this or how does God do that and why do bad things happen in the world and stuff like that, which are viable questions on their own, but they neither that question neither disproves nor approves who God is, uh, essentially. Um, it, it then... Brings us back to all these philosophical questions, and and uh, I mean, one of the, the 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 key people that I love following uh, loves, for example, the first cause principle. First cause principle, saying essentially, very very simply, the existence of God is proven by the fact that everything you know scientifically, everything you know um, academically, everything you know in any um, metaphysical sphere anyway is simply cause and effect correct Mm, no not correct what other form of learning is there except cause and effect so
0: yeah here's the thing about cause and effect right and why if we were having this conversation 100 years ago then we could definitely say that cause and effect is at its bottom the only thing that dictates how we understand things and how the universe works right but one of the great the great uplifting at least in a how we think and understand one of the great uplifters of what we think right the importance of quantum physics right and quantum theory tells us that the universe at its bottom does not necessarily only function as a result of cause and effect the universe is always in fluctuation right and what causes those fluctuations is literally, not, like, randomness. Random things can happen in the universe for seemingly no reason, with seemingly no cause, and sometimes with seemingly no effect, right? And you you would agree that to us, intuitively, this makes absolutely no sense. But at the bottom, this is how the universe can actually function. So, no, I don't think that... No, not, not I don't think. No. The evidence doesn't necessarily lead us... Like, no, I understand what you... Like, you could say that everything we know and we learn, we learn through cause and effect, Sean, right? that very statement at its heart is cause and effect.
1: I'm this, how? But that's that, randomness. That very statement at how its is, heart is cause and effect. How is you randomness cause and effect?
0: You have made a deduction right? and, based on an observation. No, the, the observation is... It's not, it's not necessarily that we observe because what you're trying to say, right, is that...
1: Okay, explain your reasoning. Explain your reasoning
0: because... You I, said... You said...
1: The universe can sometimes do absolutely random things without any explanation and again let's no 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 i'm not i'm not saying without an
0: explanation right i'm saying not simply without an explanation that things can happen in the universe without cause and without effect things can happen that do nothing right events can occur that if you look at them and if you approach it from either direction whether you approach it from the cause side or from the effect side right where it, there's zero at the end of the day, where the equation devolves into zero, would you say that that's actually a positive cause and effect within the actual parameters of the universe? The, the, the difference between what you're saying and, and what we're observing
1: is that the, the subject is not aware of why it happened. Does it change things? Can you no. analyze it from that perspective? No, 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 wait. The universe did something that we didn't understand its cause there was just a movement, a change, a, a, a abnormality right there immediately. And we have concluded then that this is um, an event that just happened on its own without cause and without effect, right? Out of nowhere, something just happened. We cannot explain it. We don't understand what it is. Then can we absolutely with certainty say that there is no cause and effect, Considering the fact that we are not aware of why it happened, if
0: if you understand,
1: okay, so sense, let me in this
0: sense, let's go back. Let's talk. Big- Wait a minute, hold big- on. Can I can I can I stop you just for one second, right? Can I stop uh-huh. you for one second? Uh-huh. I think let's um before we had this conversation, right? We said that at any given point we might have to go back and check our facts, check our reasoning, right? Yes. This particular area, right? The thing, the sentence that you just said right now, right? Honestly, demonstrates that you don't understand the mathematics of quantum physics. I'll, 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 be honest and say I don't understand it conclusively myself. But on a basic level, you don't understand what actually, like, just the no the collapse of any wave theorem of no, Schrodinger equation. I, right? I don't need to. I don't no, need you, to. No, you. Okay, no, no, no. Here, I'll have to yeah. stop you. I think in this year, in this year, right? Sean,
1: Sean, I'm pouring a line of thought with you. Mm. Right now, there are certain things in nature that are in a pattern that follow a pattern, a rule, and hence cause and effect. Science itself is predicated around observation and prediction. Whether it's psychology, whether it is metaphysics, whatever it is, it's based on a study that one person started that somebody else took over, developed, and handed over to another person until we are here. Okay? As a matter of fact, most of the facts just about the human body itself are still unknown. And everything that science has found so far is derivative, okay? It's derived from what we understand that how do we know the sun is coming up tomorrow? We know the sun is coming up tomorrow because the sun has been coming up for the past billion years, okay? Or a billion days or whatever. Now, this deduction leads us to understand that the sun will come up on 24-hour cycles, every time and we have 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of night this is derivative information right mm-hmm. continue
0: now, where you going with this yeah if
1: we do that then granted and it's it's whatever it is we cannot then say we cannot then conclude to say that when the sun comes up 2 hours late tomorrow that we have no understanding of why it happened late why because we do not know the principal cause. We have derivative causes, but no principal causes. I'll, I'll bring you another case in point issue. Up until, I don't know if they have now, the human body has been under a lot of scrutiny and, and whatnot, and the one thing that messed up a lot of people is the appendix. Okay? They don't know what it does because they have not been, not seen how it operates. And so as a, meta, as, as a rule, we have then concluded we have then concluded that, um, well, of course, they know they don't know yet what it does or why it's in the human body. But essentially, what I'm saying is, when it, a change happens, people can who, do, who are not aware of what started it or what caused it would then automatically write it off as chance, which is wrong. That's my point. I hear you. I don't, I don't need to know the the, the, the core of of, of metaphysics to be able to to pose that question. Because if you are aware of what caused something, then you wouldn't be asking the same question in the first place. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying.
0: I understand what you're saying, but again, I'm sorry, but it's betraying what I was talking about in terms of at at bottom, right? So we, and let's just use an example of the sun, right? So mm. if we observe the sun and we know that the sun operates at a macroscopic level, how we see the sun, 24-hour cycle, comes up late, we don't know what's going on, right? then we like, fine, like let's say we understand at every big level, at the large scale, what the sun does, right? If we want to truly understand the sun or as we get better understanding of the world around us, right, things you normally have to go lower and lower to their more fundamental aspects, right? You break things up to try to find out what are the core aspects of any given thing and which things are added on afterwards, right? So in the case of, for example, a star, you would want to know what allows the, sun, the, the star to exist, right? Now, as you do this, right, and as you get better information about the core elements of what happens within the sun, so using the sun as an example, you get better understanding of nuclear physics, you get better understanding of atomic physics, and then you get better and then you start to approach an understanding of quantum physics, right? When you go lower and lower into how the universe functions, right, you would agree that at bottom, as much as the complexity of the outside world at a macroscopic level, as wonderful as it is, at bottom, it is still there are still small fundamental things that we have to try and understand, right? And no, no, no,
1: no, 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 correct that statement. Actually, correct that statement. Because in spite of the advancements, the advancements of mankind from the beginning of time, the real fact of the matter is we actually know nothing about I'm, the universe we live in. I'm,
0: wh- wh- what, what, what statement hey, did I make hey, that says... On that? No, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like, yeah, let, wait, have, hold on, uh, hold on, guidance. Uh, listen, I let fast. you speak. Did I not fast. let you speak and finish your entire phrase before I, before I came in afterwards? Did I not okay. let you finish your arguments? Go,
1: oh, go, oh, go! Oh.
0: All right. So what I'm I'm not saying that we already have perfect knowledge of everything that's happening, right? I'm saying that the process of discovery is seeing something for what it is, right? Ob- any observation that you make, at some point you're going to have to ask yourself: Is the observation, as you see it, at its if, if, if the observation as you see it conforms to the outside perspective, right? If you go deeper, right? So for example, if you look at a computer, a TV, any given TV, you want to understand why the TV does what it does, right? You have to break up the components. You have to get deeper into the smaller details, right? You can see what happens when all the components work together, but you still have to try and find a specific understanding of what each component does, right? You would agree with this if it came to a TV, for example, right? So. No, no, I, I disagree with it. Do you
1: want to know why? Mm-hmm. The, the, the fact that a majority of people share an opinion doesn't make it true. I'm not saying it makes it true. There's I'm saying a, that. Mass- no, no, there's a massive difference between opinions and facts you should you know this better than anybody there's 7 billion opinions in the world if everybody in the world holds a certain opinion it doesn't make it true because a majority support this decision in the same sense a bunch of learned men who sit down and observe a sun, which, by the way, is greater, has been there before they were born, and shall be there after they die. And then they cannot then sit there and make a conclusive opinion based on tiny details like, for example, the surface of the sun is 15,000 degrees. boo great. Great, right? Some, whatever, I think the core is something like 45,000 degrees. Great. Millions. This is This is a great, well-known fact. But the sun has been in existence prior and shall continue to be in existence w- beyond our time. So in actual fact, in even science itself has proven that most of the time, what we think we know is only part of of what it actually is. Hence, okay. then, a man or a person can never be an authority on anything because, as a matter of fact, every single scientific fact, including quantum science, has has had to be changed and
0: revised over years i don't disagree with you that that change and revision has to happen right but that that is a good thing the fact that we can keep updating our knowledge of the world is a good thing anybody who would tell you that at any given point you would have perfect information about the universe that's a bad thing that that, that person would be lying right so but then, I, listen, but then hold, on, ref- hold on hold on, hold on
1: to refuse no I, I'm, I'm i'm just going back to my first statement which was you argued then that my my premise, my statement, initial statement was wrong, and yet now you are admitting that it's correct. I'm, science is derivative. Can I'm, we agree? I'm
0: not saying science. I didn't not say science is derivative, right? What I did say is that there are facts. Of, what I was trying to say, right, is that there are facts about the universe. That okay, so let, let let's, let's agree on this, right? Is there discoverable truth in the universe? Are there things that we don't know today that through the process of discovery we can know tomorrow? in time
1: and probably some never some things
0: we will never know fine 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 we're not talking about whether or not we'll ever know these things right but you would agree in principle going from not knowing something right that there is a path to go from not knowing something to knowing something right i i will take that statement on one condition
1: that you agree that any kind of revelation and and remember i am a, a man of scripture the bible itself says to me then that all revelation is in part Knowledge is in part. So there's only so much knowledge I can acquire in a, within a lifetime. And all the knowledge that I have is bound within the information that I received in the, within that lifetime or somebody else received within a lifetime. So even scripture then says we know in part. In the same premise then, I can ac- accept your statement on the premise that we know, yes, but in part.
0: I'm not disputing this. Like, we're not disagreeing. So again, this is... Not knowing something means that you have complete ignorance of it, right? Moving towards it doesn't necessarily mean that you go in one absolute jump from knowing nothing to knowing everything conclusively. Obviously, there are steps in how we do this, right? But you Mm -hmm. have to grant that it is possible. You have to grant that the only process of discovery, you have to make the move. You have to sit down, you have to buckle down and say, okay, these are the observable facts, right? This is the thing that I'm trying to learn about. In trying to understand this thing, more what it becomes at the end of the day excuse me is a discovery of more and more concrete facts about that particular thing right you cannot use you cannot simply come through and use your intuition in order to gain a better understanding of something right there are other something knowledge about any given subject matter is either right or it's wrong there are there's pretty much no in between. Now you can feel something is right and your intuition can lead you to conclude something is right, but you could still be entirely wrong. And the only way to get more right is to discover more pertinent facts about the thing. Would you agree with this definition? I
1: agree with that definition.
0: Alright, now let's, proce- let's proceed. Proceeding let's proceed. from there, fine. Like let's let's even move away from 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 my realm of this, right? Looking towards religion. So revelation, that's something that you just mentioned now, right? Mm-hmm. In what way are you confident so let's remove your own experience from this right let's say you have not let's say i'm you're trying to convince me as to why i should we're trying to go into facts so let's go into facts let's let's say you're trying to convince me as to why the idea of revelation should be taken seriously right why do you think revelation as a concept is actually something that you should take seriously
1: sean i want to answer your question and i'll answer it right now i just need us to go back just a, a little split second, because I, I feel like we haven't closed the last chapter that we were discussing. Now, um, on our last discussion, and I asked you, you said yes. We agreed then that knowledge is in part, correct? Yes, always. Right. Number two, science is derivative. Can we agree on that?
0: Yes. Fine. Cool.
1: All right. Then, can we also agree then that if knowledge is is in part, and science is derivative, then it is fallible as well?
0: Yes, we agree.
1: What's the problem? So right? then can we agree that the entire sphere of science is possibly fallible?
0: Well, every, listen, every area of human knowledge is fallible, right? Literally everything. The difference, like we're not going to disagree with this, right? The difference between you and me on this particular point is that science. you can, know that you then, don't think that the Bible then, would be
1: fallible. Sorry, we can then presume that based on the information that you have didu- used to deduct to come down to your answer, that it is possible that you actually built a premise on fallible information. Yes. Can you admit the same? No, no we'll get there. We'll get there. Now I'll answer your question because that's what your question is, right? Mm. Essentially.
0: Yes, of course. Yes.
1: All right. Now, um, there are currently in Africa or rather in the world, multiple amounts of religion. It's a very difficult decision to navigate between different religions. I mean, I look at Islam there and I look at Hindu and I look at uh, Buddhism and, and, and so forth and so forth. It is very difficult for, for you, for example, to choose one. It makes it sound like it's a tedious exercise having to select one. I am um, what, I, what I want to believe is 100% sure when I, as a Christian. I stand on it, and that's why we're having this conversation. Then, let's prove it, or disprove
0: it. Okay, okay. So here's let me let me ask you this, right? Given that you would be fully willing to accept that all that avenues of human knowledge are fallible at its core, because human beings always have limited information about the world around them, right? Granted. What makes you confident that the Bible, in particular, has a sort of has a primacy of truth that no other book has and that no other book ever can achieve simply because it's the... What, what, what makes this particular collection of writing this much more special than everything else? And bearing in mind, right, that there is... At every every particular justification that you could use, right, for why the Bible is, is, is the perfect word of God, why Revelation is... Through the uh-huh. why revelation only exists through the Bible, right, and not through the Quran, not through the Torah, etc., right. Mm-hmm. Given that the line of reasoning you would use, with the exception of tweaking of the relevant facts of the actual books, this line of reasoning could be applied to every other religion. So, what makes you confident, in particular, no, but, but, that, that in, did you right in this case, is correct?
1: Why did you remove that aspect then? The 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 fact or the evidence presented from the book. Why why did you specifically um, incline that
0: we should remove that? No, no, I'm not I'm not saying we should. Okay, fine, let's go for it then. I'm 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 with open ears. Go for it. I'm I'm really really to hear this. Okay, it's a it's a very um...
1: I think it was Keshe, um one of your friends on the timeline who began to pose a question, and and this question has been in everybody's minds right from the beginning of time. Um, In terms of, does God exist? Is there a God? Uh, And rather, Keshe looked at it from a very mechanical perspective, in the sense that, can can we say as a matter of fact that uh, God exists, and and essentially, when when we have this debate, then it, it forms sort of like a moral uh, structure of of all this. Now, you want me to defend Christianity among other religions, and not necessarily um, not necessarily Christianity as in God. Am I now defending Christianity, or am I defending God? So what am I?
0: Doing? Here's the thing: I would like you to defend Christianity because I I would find right it would be. It would, it would seem intellectually dishonest from you not to, because you could defend God in, in individuation, right? But we would both know that your defense of God is, your defense of God would not happen without you accepting the premises of Christianity, right? Your defense of God is primarily based upon the core premises of Christianity. So your belief is- It's entirely
1: totally based on the core premises of Christianity. It's actually based on a much larger scale of things. Would you just, be,
0: okay, let me put it this way. Let me rephrase it this way. Would you, would you, want, to make a, would you want to make a defense of God if you were not a Christian? If I was not a Christian, yes, I probably would believe in God. Would you still believe in God? Okay, fine. Then, then go with that
1: then. Either way. Remember, remember. ultimately, every single religion, um, Hindus maybe specifically, are, are, are a bit different with this. Because then um, the, the spectrum of belief becomes very wide. But most religions are actually monotheistic, which is actually um, the heart of it. The only thing that we disagree on is the system or the method, the mediator between God and man. That's essentially what the argument is. Uh, comes down to, um, I'll give you an example. M- Muslim, for example, when uh, when uh, Muhammad first uh, started having his dreams about about religion, and uh, he he had to run for his life and whatnot, whatnot. And if you read the Quran, the Quran is in absolute agreement with the Bible. Um, there's at, at its core has essentially the same information. Jesus is written as the word the the word of of God, is written as the, the Spirit of God, is mentioned in there more than anybody else. The only thing that happens now, what we have as a differentiating factor between a Muslim and a Christian, is that we believe that Jesus is the way to God. And then the Muslim now doesn't believe the same thing, and now it starts changing. And what's changing now is not necessarily the the, the, the facts, but essentially the medium. And so everybody disagrees on that. The African traditional religion itself is built and predicated upon um, the the belief or the, the core principle that says that there is a God, but we, we access God through the medium of our dead relatives. Okay, so, okay, so our ancestry.
0: There's now, f-
1: okay, continue. Oh. So you understand then, like I said to you on the status, one of the most essential and the most critical thing to first understand about any kind of religion and any kind of belief. Is that it's simply that it is a belief you have to have conviction about that belief towards it now the first thing that I know for a fact the first thing that I know for a fact is that for example Buddhism is entirely predicated on the principle of uh, suffering suffering and essentially neglecting the things that uh, bring us pleasure and life and essentially um, by coming into a place of suffering, we come into a place of nirvana or enlightenment. So this is where we stand in terms of Buddhism. Now, the, the whole picture of eternity and life and death is often misconstrued in, in these things, because I'll give you an example. Hinduism, again, it's just syncretistic in, in its perspective. It's, there's really not nothing to... You can worship a cow if you want to. You can... Um, you know, and there's so many di- different sects and divisions into it. And what's happened is that the, the platform or the plethora of, of religions
0: has become so wide, and all of them claim to take you to God. Uh, there's one disagreement I have to have with you, though. Like, I understand what you're coming with this, right? But the I think the reason why I think I, w- I would massively disagree with what you said now is because most religions are not actually monotheistic. Monotheistic religions, and in- I agree with you that if you look at the proportion of individuals right now, currently in the world, most likely it would be monotheistic religions that take primacy in that particular sense. But simply as a base core idea of how to relate to God, there have been like monotheism is what? Like, I, I think last couple of thousand years, perhaps before this, we've, we've seen polytheism. We have dualism. We have pantheism. We have omnism. Yes. But- Great. Granted. Even remember, Christianity itself was born from a polytheistic system. No, fine, yeah, but I I think it's, you can't can't claim necessarily that simply because um, there are a lot of demonstrations of conformity in specific ways of, yeah, but there's, there's, here's my thing, right, in that what you're saying about the plurality of how religions are expressed and how belief in God is expressed, right, to Uh me, it sort of seems that this is a bad thing for God in that, if, if the base, if at, at core, right, we want to imagine that from your view, God created us all, right? God designed okay. us all and that God okay. gave us all the same yearning to, to be in relation with himself, right? Okay, yeah. If this applies, if this is true, would you not imagine that there would be much greater convergence as to how this would be done? Or like why, why would it be the case that there is such disagreement as to even basically what to do simply, like even if we accept that God exists, how to relate to God? That there's such convergence, not and to the point where some many religions are legitimately mutually exclusive. For example, if Hinduism is true, Christianity cannot be true. If Buddhism is true, Christianity cannot be true. And you under, like going by this, right? I don't think it's fair to say that the existence of religion, or even that the emergence of, of particular religions from prior religions is in and of itself proof or or that gives you confidence in the existence of God. I would say the opposite, that the fact that this continually changes and the fact that there has yet to be, at one given stage in human history, convergence and agreement as to what, firstly what God is, who God is, and how to relate to God. The fact that, like you were mentioning earlier, that everybody disagrees as to which agent um, and which conduit we use to access God that that in and of itself alone and the fact that this has existed from the dawn of time like we've there's no instance in human history Where this is not the case where there's not massive disagreements about this, right? Wouldn't you say that wouldn't you say that I, it's either that we as human beings are fallible fine? I agree with this But wouldn't you say that God would, should have been better at giving us the relevant software Amazing in order to be able to and, better access him at all times? Okay, let's 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 break it down. Let's bring
1: it down to to a simple simple uh, thing. Okay now I asked you a question earlier. Mm. Does the truth have to accommodate a majority for it to be truth? No, it does not. I agree with you. Okay, so now, if if we cannot be saved um, by animals, for example, and uh, remember, sacrifices, whether animal or human, whatever, have been ongoing for decades and centuries and whatnot. Now, if, if we... Um, can be saved by animals and God can use a medium such as an animal to speak to us, then that implies then
0: that uh, a, an animal is greater of greater value than we are. Correct? No, I would disagree with you. I that would simply mean that that's what God would have told us to do. Like I don't think that necessarily speaks to the animal meaning anything more. I think that if, 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 that's, if that's what the commandment from God is, that this is the thing you need to do to gain salvation, then that's simply a how issue. I don't think it has anything to do with the importance of the animal more so than the human being. In fact, I'd say that that puts the animal lower than us because it's not like we're being killed to save animals. It's still, it's still the animal that has to do this thing to save us. So I don't think necessarily that gives any implication towards the animal being more important than us, even, in this, even if we're considering God as the one that gave this commandment.
1: Okay, let, let me break it down for you because I think one of the key things that we have as a problem is that we believe that by creating an, a wide view of God, then if he is all-encompassing and all-loving and he wants to have a relationship with us, then it is a simple matter of fact then that he should allow all roles to lead to himself. Well, let me no, tell No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I, I don't agree there. Like, that's, that's not what I'm saying. No, 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 it's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you, what I'm saying is that if we imagine that Given that like, what God would want to do, right? Given that God would create people with the desire to have a relationship with Him, right? I'm yes. saying that there should not be such a wide disagreement. It should be like there should be, for example, no. It, it's not very difficult to convince oh, somebody. Okay. It's so, not very so, difficult to convince somebody so, not to beat their children. Some kind of agreement between all parties involved as to how it's done. No, it should be, it's just if, if, if it should simply be natural. Like, I don't have to convince you to take care of your children. Like, some people are messed up, fine, but at, <laughs> the majority of people would agree most of the time that the, this is the thing that you should just do. No one has to explain this to you, right? And I would say that if we imagine that God genuinely did hardwire into us the desire to commune yes. with him in this fashion, right, then, but, this, then, but then but the your way we do this should be the fine. The itself is flawed, uh, Sean,
1: if you allow me to say it that way. Because then you assume that everybody um, should be in agreement. or There should be a natural flow of things when God gave you the greatest gift, which is actually free will.
0: Okay, so wait, let me...
1: Remember that there's no relationship that can operate without any dimension of free will. And so you either accept a gift or you take it. You either go or you don't. Essentially, the very first premise... of of god with everybody is free will so it's not possible
0: for us to look at the same thing and come up with the same deduction okay here let me let me disagree with you on one on one thing here um uh, this notion of free will right it is i it's it's a very nice one and i agree with you on the most part workingly that we do have a lot of freedom of decision right but there are some things which you just legitimately do not have free will in right so for example would you say that human sexuality—you have free will in deciding how you want, like deciding who you are simply attracted to? Do you have free will in this regard? We do. Really? So if I'm gay, it's a choice. Right. We do. I'm gonna tackle. I, I, I love one of these guys that I that I follow,
1: uh, Ravi. He um, asked a question about this, uh, a very a very key question. Um, you are black, right, Sean? Yeah.
0: You were born black. Mm-hmm correct yeah now is that a sacred thing as far as you're concerned no it's not at all it's simply a fact of my life it's but, a fact of life yeah right? but i had I not
1: this no, no, either no, no
0: can can you
1: argue that i am black on the outside but white inside no you're black that's it so why then do you not share the same sentiment with sexuality is it less sacred
0: than, than ethnicity no i'm what, what is because okay fine we're using ethnicity as a definition here right I'm saying that... That still factors into what I'm saying, though. You don't choose your ethnicity. Regardless of how you feel on the inside, you can neither make... Neither do you choose your sex. Yeah, but that... Okay, so... The exact same thing. And neither do you choose your sex. Okay. If ethnicity is
1: sacred and you don't change it, it's who you are, it's a fact of life, then how? why do we treat it differently when it's now in, in, a matter of sexuality? Is
0: um, sexuality less important than ethnicity? Yeah. That's what I'm asking. No, no. What I'm saying, right, the point that I was trying to reach, right, is that if... We, uh, you you were saying that the, the base thing that God gives us, right? The primary gift that he's allowed us to have access to is free will, right? And <laughs> that, and, and you were saying that and you were using that, that, that free will to say that we have the choice to choose how we want to be in relationship to God, right? But what I'm saying is that what, the point that I was going to make further is that if there are certain things that you don't have a choice in, right, that you legitimately have zero free will in, in the formulation of this, but uh-huh. then... But then, but then we would read, for example, let's say with, the, with sexuality, right? Why, uh-huh. why lock our sexuality in this way, in a way that we have zero access to, but then admonish us um, for, for having the sexuality and tell us that specific types of sexuality are sinful? But Sean, but Sean I asked you
1: a question and, and, and you haven't answered it. If ethnicity is sacred, why isn't, isn't
0: sexuality sacred as well? No, I did agree with you that like I don't I no, because, but I don't okay, think it's look, sacred look, I don't look, think let, no no let, let, let me break But it I down don't think to,
1: either uh, of these things are sacred. Let me break it down to a simpler simpler thing. Okay. Every single consequence is tied to a choice, correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, there are certain things that we do not have choice in. I did not be a guy. I was born a man. Okay? hmm It wasn't my choice. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now in spite of what we can do scientifically about it, if you were born a man, you will always
0: be a man, right? Not this necess- is not the case actually. But continue. Go get cut and sipped and stuff granted,
1: but you will always be a man. Hence, no, you won't. You will not. Even be a if man. you, even if you do a hundred operations, your body will still produce sister no, oh, don't. The entire point of
0: these operations is to enable that. your body to produce estrogen as well. To, to cha- literally to change your body hormonally so that you are no longer at, like on a, genet- you might be a man genetically. You might still have the genetic information of a man. But subjectively, how your body actually functions will not be a man anymore. That's the entire point of gender reassignment. No, I get that. But it's your efforts to change yourself from what you are. But like you're saying, your genetic,
1: your genetic structure doesn't change.
0: Your genetic structure right. might not change, but then we are not simply our genetic information. There's more, like, you could but then, have... But then, when we came back to, to what you said to me earlier, you said, if I'm black, I am
1: black. It's a fact. Yes, that is a fact. It, probably, and they are all good, and, you know, you can, we can actually make a plan and, and do one or two changes, but you use the word fact. Well, no, a, nobody, has, fact. nobody has
0: yet figured out... Okay, if somebody could figure out, right... How to actually change your ethnicity? To change us? To change every phenotypic trait that emerges as a result of you having African DNA, right? When that happens, then at that point you could say, okay, fine. Then you want, then you could have a choice whether or not you're going to be stay black. You'd still be born in a particular way, but you could have a choice of whether or not you stay that way. But, but does does that does this structure make sense to you currently? What What do you mean the structure of what? Like in the sense
1: that. Um, we are arguing on the premise of one and the same thing, which is essentially what God gave you and who God made you. And your premise of argument is that if we can find a way to change it, even if genetically we stay the same,
0: it counts as a transformation? No, that's not what I was going to say, right? The point that I'm trying to reach here, right, it's, it's back back to your free will issue, is saying that, yes, even though there, are, there is freedom of decisions, right, and there are specific actions that have specific consequences, right, but there are certain things, certain actions which you could not undertake, which you only undertake, right, due to things that are not your that are not under your control, that are not your prerogative. So, for example, being attract, the, the people that you are attracted to, the people that you want to have sex with, you would want to do these things due to factors that are not in your control, right? So then, how would you justify? it? Because, because I know homosexual people that actually did change. And um... okay, so let me let, let me I want try and make this. Let's I don't I don't want let's remove ambiguity from this, right? Do you think that it is... In, do you think, f- f- first and foremost, that is there a choice whether or not one is gay or not gay? Or do, does Dude, one... I
1: already answered you on All this. Right. No,
0: really... I'm, I'm, hold on, hold on. I'm going to the next one. Right? So based on that, right? Based on that particular thing, right? Do you think that it would... When God... Or when not, not God necessarily himself, right? But when there's admonishment in the Bible against homosexuality, right? Is this logically coherent in your view? What would define admonition? So... Um, let's see, then. in Corinthians, this is Corinthians 1 Corinthians 6, yep. um, where God, would, where, actually, I think I have a verse somewhere here, hold on, hold on. 1 mm-hmm. Corinthians 6, verse 9 to 10, right? Um, mm-hmm. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor ripe, revelers, nor swindler, no swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So, was Paul correct when he said that men who practice homosexuality will not inherit the kingdom of god question i'm happy you asked it
1: and this thing has caused such a nightmare in south africa in fact this was a nightmare internationally let me answer it as clearly and as 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 clearly as i can i hope i I don't know if i can even just make the volume louder that picture is correct remember that if I stand here and I argue based on my opinions and my feelings, I am going to miss the whole point. As far as we are concerned, if you are a Christian and you believe on the perspective of Christianity, you cannot cherry pick what you believe. I agree. And with essentially, you
0: be able essentially, mm-hmm.
1: essentially, we have to stand on the authority of Scripture and not authority of opinion. Remember what I said earlier: seven billion of them, and none of them is any more important than any other. So when we stand on Scripture, we're standing based on authority. Now, in the same sense. That scripture is very correct. That scripture doesn't brand a homosexual as a bad person. It Brand a homosexual a liar, a sexual, liar, a, 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 any kind of sexual morality or any sort and whatnot. So it's a it's a it's a whole thing together. And now I cannot selectively say because oh no, we have a certain preference uh, and we are woke. Walk- and we believe a certain thing, and we we do this. So let's remove homosexuality from that specific scripture and let everything else run. That doesn't make sense.
0: I agree with you, it doesn't make sense, right? But here's, here's my uh-huh. thing. So
1: let me, let, me, let, me bring back. let me bring you back. Let me bring you back to a problem that we have. So Mises comes up at church for whatever reason, and he's unhappy because the whole message was preached, and part of that message touches on a specific issue that touches him. And so what, what does the church do? They say, no, we don't necessarily stand with that. So the question becomes: So, what else do you preach on Sunday?
0: Okay, so here's here's my thing, right? Um, uh-huh. I would agree with you definitely that you should not be able to take it on a one by one basis, right? Cherry picking should not be allowed. You should believe all of it or none of it, right? Aren't it? However, does it not to you seem this is this was what I was trying to ask earlier? Doesn't before does it not to you seem a bit messed up? Or okay. let me ask you a question. Hold on, no, hold on, ask- hold on. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. Does it okay. not to you seem messed up or, in some sense, inviolable, the fact that you could, you would be committing sins, right, that you legitimately did not choose to want to commit? Like whether or not you actually, let's say you're a, you're a young man, right, or a young woman, and you grow up with an attraction to the same gender, right? You did not choose this. You had zero information about what you wanted to do in this sphere. This is happening to you as much as it's happening about you, right, through you. Now, does it not to you see messed up that the desire to do what comes naturally to you in this particular f- sense, uh, fashion and in a way that everybody else does happily without any admonishment, does it not seem to you messed up that it becomes a sin only when you do it? Right.
1: Great. I'm glad you asked that question, Sean, and, and um, I'd love to answer it for you. Now, I, I want you to understand something very fundamental and which is one of the key fundamental teachings of Scripture um and it's it's a matter of fact the very first thing that develops in a child is conscience agreed mm, why you, become, self? you become conscious of self before you even become conscious of others you become conscious of self Do
0: you think self-awareness uh, and consciousness okay yeah? continue you have objections to that um i don't know enough about psychology but it seems fine to me i'm cool with it great great now in in, in, in understanding
1: Consciousness. One of the key things then that we also need to to deal with is you also become conscious of wrongdoing. That's why children know naturally when they are doing something messed up. They're also aware when they're hurting another child. That's why they hide even when they do something wrong. Even if nobody told them that it's wrong, they automatically have awareness that they've done something wrong. This is a fundamental fact of Christianity. That's why the premise is all are born in sin. Now, the premise then stands on the fact that we have a natural inclination and a natural disposition towards evil.
0: Okay, so, let's let's yeah. can we pause there for a second? So, I want to expand on this particular part, right? Because I, th- I think for me, this is what bothers me a lot. Um, saying we're born in sin, right? That's this would also be based on the logic that we're, we're living in a fallen world, right? Yes, why are we born in sin? So, is this a do would you say that in your view, this is a result of? of adam's into of adam's actions adam and eve what they did in the garden of eden right let's not talk about adam and eve no anything. no no we can't not talk about adam and eve though like no no, no 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 i'm saying it's bigger than adam and eve okay let's talk about your
1: dad and your grandfather and your grandfather's grandfather
0: no but now, all of that if... listen listen all of that right i could not in your view i could not have a grandfather or any of it right without adam and eve having existed at some Browns, point it comes back to the two yes now what evidence would you have or rather let me put it to you this way right Give, would you dispute that evolution exists? happens on a daily basis? Yes. Wait, it's, what? Nonsense.
1: it's nonsense. Evolution is nonsense. The whole premise of evolution is nonsense. You know, you've heard, you've um, read all these things from the beginning of time. It is nonsense.
0: It, it really... And I can,
1: I, can, I can tell you why. I can tell you why. We can get down to it. Firstly, science itself has proven that all genetic material of people currently can actually be traced down to...
0: two. Which science? In- your science no which one what? like which paper should show me i'm but, saying I'm, I'm not i'm, not, I'm biology, saying show me shows that we all share a, a parentage one person well no a, a biology you can't okay so here's my thing right you, earlier we were saying that you can't take the bible halfway right you have to take it all or nothing right right Great. now in this particular thing that you just mentioned if you want to uh-huh. say that all human beings have uh, all our dna we share parentage right this is true yeah. but it's also true that we share with literally every other species that exists on the planet to the degree where what like chimpanzees are what 99.6 percent of our dna right so how do you resolve that um with your particular view because if 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 what you're saying is true and that we all if you're willing to make the jump and say fine since we share dna with a common parent then we all we all as human beings come from one place right You're willing to say that, right? But what what is disallowing you from making the actual move you have to make next and say, since we do that and we share parentage with all other life on Earth, that all life derives from a common ancestor, like why then is evolution a problem for you? you take a a chimpanzee's blood and you put it in a person? But a chimpanzee is not a person. That's not the point, though. The point isn't isn't that we are chimpanzees, right? Now,
1: what I'm saying to you, Sean, is that, remember, a human being shares, if I remember correctly, almost 70% of their DNA with a banana. Okay. We sh- like if, we say, 84% uh, was mice and uh, dogs, oh, yes. Yeah. Great, granted. Now, you are asked me a biological question, and, I, and in response to that, I am telling you that in actual fact, if you were to use what, I don't know if it's carbon dating or whatever, they trace back origin in terms of lineage, blood. So, for example, certain uh, people, you can trace their origin down to Europe or Africa. Now, let's not, let's not get into... Uh, the, the complexity of this because remember in the first session that we had we disproved
0: that science is is fallible. No, correct? no, no. we proved that science is fallible, right? But you have not yet, you have not been able to no, demonstrate beyond I, 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 that why. I can jump. I can jump in it with
1: you. All right. Now, if everything has a common creator,
0: right? Common ancestor, and, not creator, should, but yes, uh, okay, ancestor. All right. Uh, I, I'm assuming you are talking about Gaia. No, not Gaia. I'm not talking about Gaia. I'm saying that genetically, right? The fact that we share DNA with everything on the planet, right? And the fact that it can be proved, like there is so much information on evolution. You can't deny evolution. It's it's, It's not ours to deny. This would be the same as saying, for example, that You know, I don't think nuclear reactions are are the reason why the sun produces the energy it does. It's just something else happening in the inside of it. Simply because there's things you don't know, right? It doesn't mean that you can throw out the things you do know. Like, we do know conclusively for a fact that these things are real. But then again, we can come back to that and sit on that point and say, okay, all right, sure. So, if we share
1: genetic material with a plant, okay, Mm.
0: um, it still doesn't prove evolution. It kind of does okay fine let's let's fine let's, let's, let's put it this way right no let's 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 start from the top let's start from the top
1: number one nothing came out of uh, something came out of nothing Happily. suddenly Happily. there was an explosion out of nothing mm-hmm. and out of this explosion came something called an amoeba reason why that- right this object without meaning without whatnot is just it started to replicate, and so it turned into a million different things for no reason. Uh, we no, not died. for
0: no reason, not for no reason. There's very good reasons for it, but continue. And approximately took about 15 million years. No, longer than
1: that, actually, but continue. 15, 15 what, billion, I don't know. Um, and in the process of, of all that, suddenly we have intelligent beings that are now walking around. And out of the same thing came a human being who can actually deduct and then conclude in his own mind or her own mind that God doesn't exist. And out of the exact same thing that split out of nothing, we now have um, objects that are that cannot feel, that cannot see, experience, and now we have objects that can feel, touch, think as well as even creatures like a bird or a fish, whose very primal instinct is simply flight and, 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 and fight. All right, yeah, continue.
0: That's, that's, that statement in its entirety makes sense to you. Now, here's the thing, right? It might not make sense to you intuitively, right? But if you examine the facts of the situation, no, this is what no, happened. I'm
1: asking, I'm asking this yes, question. I'm ta- no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not telling you...
0: I'm you saying, use this very same conclusion i'm telling you that this is how it happened exactly. i'm not asking you i'm not saying this is how i feel right i'm saying that the fact the fact i'm not i'm not saying i'm not even going to say i'm telling you right i'm saying to you that observing the universe right I, all the observations of the universe have led us yeah, this is the most went, rational conclusion uh, that neither, we have neither did you observe that and neither can you replicate it Well, evolution is, has been replicated in the lab on small smaller looking, scales i can by, I, I will link you all the relevant articles like, I, there is tons of data on this. There's actually a man right now in Harvard, right, that has been working for the past, what, 27 years, I believe, on this single of seeing how you can get bacterium to follow different trajectories of evolution, right, by changing the selection pressures on them. And he's done yeah, this. Can I, can I tell you an interesting fact? There is no person on Earth, whether a scientist, whether
1: anybody, who has been able to create life. No, I'm not I don't saying... Care what you'll send me. I'm not because saying... Because the reason why I don't believe you, the reason why I don't believe you, is because your very premise of creation starts from nothing. If you can find me anybody who can replicate a process of creating something out of nothing, evolution becomes valid. If somebody takes material, wait, wait. If somebody takes genetic material and whatnot and combines it and applies certain amounts of pressure or environments to it, granted, everything on Earth adapts to a certain degree. There's no no question about that but evolution itself the premise is wrong because it's never
0: been proven nobody has ever created okay. out of nothing can, so you hold, can hold say on hold, on, it's hold a, on can you prove so has any up until now right has anybody managed to maintain for more okay has anybody ever managed to see or like up until the last 6 years right Had anybody created a black hole or seen what a black hole is like no one, not no one had ever done that, right? No one had ever not seen not. anything. But, but, not but, not. all the information available to us in the universe, right, would lead you to conclude that black holes. Like, let's let's even use a less controversial example. <laughs> uh-huh. Let me use a less let, controversial example, let, right? It's hold it's on, it's hold, it's hold it's on, hold on, hold it. on. Let me say, uh-huh. let's say something like, do you, you remember the, do you know the Large Hadron Collider in Sweden, on oh, Switzerland? Yeah. Sorry, not Sweden. Um, okay,
1: I, I need to go. I need to go. We have ten minutes. Let's let's uh, if we can just quickly
0: uh polish it up yeah you can, it's okay please proceed all right so w- before the higgs boson particle was discovered right the particle which we are reasonably certain imbues mass across the board right before we observed this particle at all we were led to understand that this is definitely a thing that could happen right we didn't necessarily have to create we didn't have to create it to know logically that this is the likeliest thing that could happen right when there was very little surprise when we discovered the particle right and now the only reason we could do that up until that point even it took what 80 years before we actually had the tech to be able to do this but when we did it we we're like oh well of course vellum this is the thing right now the reason why it's relevant in this sphere evolution the difference between evolution firstly is a process that takes a very 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 long time it, evolution only apparently works right as we observe it if you, if you allow for these incredibly large time spans which we observe, right? Otherwise, if, if the earth was, what, 6,000 years old, I think is the, the common view within, within creationism. If it was that point, right, then fine. Then it definitely wouldn't work. But if you give it this time frame, it does work. And also, also, simply because we haven't yet been able to create life from scratch and say, all right, we create life from scratch, here we go, in the same way that we've never been able to, up until recently, create a Higgs boson from scratch and say, oh, cool, here we go. It didn't necessarily mean that this is not the thing that was happening. Eventually, you get the technological tools to be able to do this thing. And I'm telling you, I'm not right now. There are people who have, even though they might not have created the initial life, have still been able to observe evolution directly within the life itself to the degree mm-hmm. where output life doesn't necess- doesn't in any way resemble the input life. Now, okay. simply because you didn't create the primary no, no. life, you didn't create the primary. For example, with question, is yes. We agreed on this long ago. We agreed on this hour ago. Like I don't think we should go back to whether knowledge is derived. Okay, fine. Let's let's back